The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. This is Shayna Baszler, and you're watching Going In Raw. This is the knockout artist, Cassius Ono, and you're going in raw. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. And available wherever podcasts can be found. Uh, we do it live here on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson as well. So be sure to follow us there if you want in on the pre-show banter uh, and uh, all the shenanigans here. We were just talking uh, on Twitch about uh, how crazy it is that Tom Cruise doesn't age. Yeah, he looks the exact same. It's weird. It's like, crazy. It's not even like, it's like, oh, wow, he looks great. It's like, there's something weird going on there, man. I'm telling you, Dianetics. Check it out. He's uh he's Benjamin Button. He's actually aging backwards. Listen, just just give Scientology your bank account number and you live forever. That's how it works. Don't do no, that. That's not how it works. Don't, Don't do, do that. that. That's terrible advice. They'll they'll own you for a billion years. Well, that's only if you sign the C course contract. <laughs> we got some new patrons, man. We got this thing, Friendo Club TV. It's all the hot rage these days. Uh, we got five bonus episodes, five more episodes of Steven Larson doing various things today. It's great. We've got, uh, our drawing contest, our own humble version of, uh, Quizzlemania's, uh, uh, the artist collective. I think it's, he calls it. Yeah. Uh, that's what's and, called. uh, and it's a lot of fun. It's called pin loser draw. It's exclusive for Friendo Club TV members. You can get there three ways, man, through YouTube channel memberships. Just click join, and it's $5 a month. Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson, $5 a month to get all the Friendo Club TVs. And then, of course, uh, any Twitch sub. Uh, uh, if, you, if you're currently a Twitch sub, uh, road to 4K, Twitch subs. Uh, we've got 156, I think, now. Uh, there you go. You'll get the bonus episodes. Quick shout out to uh, Christian Rager. Uh, or Rager, uh, Peter Cardenas, and Anthony Gross. Uh, Y'all are new patrons, so thank you very much for your support. We appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Later on today on the channel, we're going to give out like a sort of free sample-ish type thing of Friendo Club TV. Uh, uh, It's our experience on Quizzlemania. Yes. A lot of fun, and we're going to talk about that. That's going to go live a little bit later on today. But uh, first, man, we're going to talk about NXT uh, sure. Sort of. I. I mean, I wouldn't consider any of the matches necessarily takeover quality, but certainly uh, a lot happened on uh, NXT TV last night. What'd you think of it? Uh, it kind of felt like a paint by numbers episode. Yeah, there was really. Yeah, the paint by numbers episode. They had a title match. They had like a killer yeah. debut for Karrion Cross. Yeah, that was the highlight of the show. I mean, there was good stuff, but I did, as you mentioned, like in terms of the match quality, I didn't feel like anything. Considering the how stacked the card was, nothing transcended NXT TV quality match, and that's why I kind of mean paint by numbers. Um, I was actually really uh, disappointed in, in how the the Charlotte Io Shirai match uh, concluded. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I was expecting Io to win by a stretch of the imagination, because I didn't. But 
if Charlotte's going to resort to using a kendo stick to get out of the match, I kind of feel like it needed to be an act of desperation. Mm-hmm, and yeah. It definitely wasn't. I felt like Liv Morgan had uh, her match against Charlotte on Raw was just as competitive as EO's match was on NXT last night. And Charlotte saw to it to uh, conclude that match and get the W. And it's like, EO just got like one move in. Charles like, all right, I'm tired of wrestling. Give me the kendo stick. <laughs> well, okay, though. But to be fair on Raw, she did say she's the hardest working woman in any industry. Two days a week. Because she works two days a week. So maybe that's a week. I understand. Her. It may be. But nonetheless. And then Rhea comes out. And I'm like, well, I want. Here's the thing. EO has said, and they mentioned this in commentary. This is her dream match. This is the one match she wanted like more than any when she signed with WWE. She finally gets that match, and I feel like it's, I don't know, like 65% of what they could actually probably really do. Mm-hmm. And there, she's probably not going to get another one-on-one match anytime soon. Um, and, you know, we've heard rumors that she's not exactly pleased uh, with how she's been utilized in NXT. She might be considering a move back to Japan. Um, uh, you know, the end result of this, I worry, is going to be a situation where there's some sort of triple threat match between Charlotte herself and Rhea Ripley, and Eos will be the one that takes that pin. Mm-hmm. And I know she exits that match uh, protected because she didn't take a loss, but I feel like down the road, she's going to be the one that's taking the loss for either Charlotte or Rhea. That's just what my gut's telling me. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's a bummer. That's possible. Um, I feel you with the with the match quality. Um, I was actually kind of surprised how the Adam Cole Velveteen Dream match went down. It was about like like but, it was like fifteen minutes of TV time cut by like at least one three minute. There's one commercial break, break yeah. Um, and uh, and I don't know if I don't uh, I don't know, man. I don't I don't want to like project. But Velveteen Dream again seemed like like there was one week when I kind of felt he was into it, and then I wonder if in his mind maybe he felt man this whole pandemic thing is really uh, has really sort of hindered his progress in terms of where they would have been taking things. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I mean we you know just to bring this up and, and shut it down really quick. Like we know about the, 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 the brief period of time where there were some allegations about Velveteen dream, social media activity. And neither of us want to, neither of us want to talk about that at all, but we're also not going to talk about it unless there's like a police report or some charges or something that actually happens beyond just allegations. He's made a statement. It's on his Twitter. You can read it. Um, I don't know if that's in the back of his mind, but there wasn't a whole, you know, usually when it's a takeover match, he will wear something that is uh, very buzzworthy, uh, you know, gets people talking, whether it's his, you know, various times coming out dressed up like Hulk Hogan or, or mm-hmm. what have you. Or, uh, or his level of trash talk on his tights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which he's done several times, yeah. And like, and I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what it might be. My perception is he seems not a hundred percent into what's going on. That's, that's it was a match that followed the trajectory of what this feud has been thus far, which is kind of underwhelming. Yeah. And I don't know if it's a matter of like, you know, empty arena stuff like ev- my, the thing is everything is underwhelming right now. Like everything is. Um, and so I, I don't know. I, I it, it was, a, it was a quick match that was overbooked at the end. Uh, and it just sort of leaves the door open, I guess. Uh, but, uh, but that being said, I felt that like with development, like in terms of like 
you know, star quality and, and developments. I thought that NXT was actually pretty stacked last night. I thought there was a lot to like about it. Yeah, this, the, the, the matches by far. Again, nothing wrong with any of them, but none of them really stood out. Uh, the highlight of the night by far was the killer or carrying crosses and Scarlet's entrance. Yeah. Um, damn. Wow. Like, t- was, like when they like, did they did they do some sort of like 3D machinimated render to show them to get them to sign? Because that entrance alone, know, if you see it, it's like, oh, man, you're serious about this, aren't you? OK, let me sign on the dotted line. Right. Oh, here. you you want you want to basically hand me hand me the world here. Okay, yeah. Just based on this entrance, because yeah. it is something else, man. The song's it is great. Yeah. Like they, they start coming out. It's black and white. I mean, the Scarlet lip syncing. I can go either way on. Um, I, I mean, I, I wonder if that's actually her singing on the track. I'll be that's imp- if it, if it is, that's that's pretty impressive. Because the timbre of, her, of the vo- of the vo- vocals on the track sounds like it could be her. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and I understand it's hard to nail vocals live. Let me ask you this though: What if it is her on the track? That makes it more acceptable for her to be lip syncing, right? Yeah, a bit more. Yeah, I mean, look, I. But then, I, but then I here's totally... the thing. Here's the here's the thing, though, too, is that if she sang the vocal on the song, and granted, I know, uh, it's it's different going to a studio and, and and doing several takes and editing those takes together and make the best vocal performance. And you know, you have tools at your disposal with pitch or whatever is a little bit off. You don't have those in a live setting. So, on one hand, it makes it more acceptable to, for her to lip sync since she actually sang the song. But on the other hand. She did actually sing the song. Mm-hmm. Why not give it a crack in the live setting? That'd be pretty rad. That'd be really cool. Um, I liked it in that if you're going to go and do something, somebody in chat mentioned this, and I'm sorry, I, I, I forget who, but they, they, they phrased it the way I believe I, I think of it as well. If you're going to do something, go all the way with it. And if certain elements don't work, pull back. You can chip away. Yeah. I thought that the theatrics of it, so I, I totally agree. The lip syncing to me, I was like, uh, it's a little on the cheesy side. But that being said, I would rather them go full bore with something and then peel away the things that might not work as good. I mentioned this before we were uh, uh, rolling on the podcast here, uh, but for the Twitch crowd, um, I said, I think it'd be really cool if each week they did something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And so like six months from now, the entrance with still all the all the drama and the lighting and the smoke and everything is still as equally impressive but it's different from like I, that's what I really want I'm tired of these entrances that are always just the same thing because it just it, it reminds me that like they just practice this ad nauseum until they yeah. get something right here's the thing and I and, and, and the, I think the key to it right now you take the lip syncing out but, but Scarlet still needs something to do and I appreciate the fact that if you don't have her lip syncing, she's just kind of gesticulating and writhing around. It doesn't seem to be motivated, even though yeah. I think that's really essential to the energy of the whole presentation. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. what she's doing because uh, Cross is so steady throughout. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do much. She's mm-hmm. do- she's providing the energy to it. Yeah, and I think that's necessary. Yeah, right. And if she's you know, like, maybe in a sense, her lip syncing is just a bit of business to motivate. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of the over the top theatrics of what she's doing when he comes to the ring. Because I think without her doing that, yeah, it you know you keep all the dramatic lighting and camera angles, but without the energy she brings to it, it loses quite a sure. bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I mean, if we have to keep the lip syncing, which again I'm not against, but you know if you, if if you try to make the case that it's a little cheesy, I won't argue too hard with mm-hmm. you. Um, if we have to keep the lip syncing, 
to get the energy she brings to the entrance. I'll make that deal. I'll say this too. So it was Jonathan that said, go all out and pull back what you need to. I went back and chat and looked at it. Thank you, Jonathan. He said, he even said that me, I said that. Um, I'll say this, and this is a, a very subtle thing. And it, it just, you know, it, it, we always devolve sometimes into film nerd guys. Yeah. If it wasn't in 30 frames and it was in 24 frames, I think it'd be a little bit different. I think it'd look because there's with 24 frames, you're removed from it a little bit. And so it changes it a little bit. It's less lip synky. And then you might believe it a little bit more as actual performance, even Mm -hmm. though you might know it's not, it looks cooler. And sometimes that just helps. Maybe number two, this is an entrance. And this is why, man, when crowds come back, please, please go to venues that are like between three and 5,000 people. Because this is an entrance that needs to be in front of more people than just 400 at Full sale. Mm-hmm. It really is. And in fact, that's a lot of what I was thinking with NXT last night was just, man, they really need like more people there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like imagine, not th- imagine th- having than a full sale people. what you'd usually get. Imagine having a thousand people chanting "Fall and pray, fall and pray, fall and pray." Exactly, that's exactly right. And I just, I Maybe. feel like this is—it's a concert level performance, and concerts mm-hmm. work best when it's touring and you get brand new groups of people seeing it. Yeah. It just works Reacting better. to it. Imagine if it's ever a situation where, you know, we get back to that shortly, uh, and maybe uh, Scarlett can be relieved of her lip syncing duties. The crowd's handling that, and she can provide the energy responding to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as opposed to having lip sync again. Lip syncing is do you know either way i can go either way on it but the energy that she provides and if lip sync is part of that then it's 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 necessary then because yeah. the energy he provides that final shot where he's standing there and she walks through his legs oh it's and great the music stops and you got the smoke and the kind of uh, amber colored lighting that's yeah it's perfect it's it spectacular is. and it gives you i mean more than anything we can we can quibble over minutia but more than anything it really gives you an impression of what they're what they're how they view this guy and and scarlet yeah. you know and her, yeah which is just absolutely huge what did crack me up though and i think i texted this to you was that you've got this huge massive entrance and it's crazy crazy because i think i said i haven't seen there hasn't been an entrance like this since alistair black and mm-hmm. it's like alistair black times times 10 with like you know sex involved um yeah it's like it's like it's this entrance is all danger and, and sex yeah it is all it is totally yeah uh and then, like, you know, then you just have, like, a couple. Of, I kind of feel like a like a carrying cross. Mat. You have that entrance. Maybe do something. I'm not saying do the fiend red light thing because nobody likes that. Well, the but, amber lights are fine. They don't hurt the eyes. But do something with a single spotlight over the ring or something like that. that that's literally what I was thinking. A single spotlight over the ring when the match is actually happening. Because then you just have uh, his name was Leon Ruff. Yeah, it was Leon Ruff, right? You have this skinny kid in there, and then Killian Cross is in there, and he just annihilates this poor guy. And it's just all of a sudden you go from like really super dramatic stuff, and then I will say this: uh, there was a, a good deal of, of smoke and fog still in the ring uh, during the course of that entire match. That's not going to be the case every time because you you can't assume, uh, you know, in, in a month's time that every carrying cross match going to last about 45 seconds. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, having that smoke in there as a transition from entrance to actual match, I thought was relatively affected, effective, mm-hmm. but yeah, if they would, it, the thing about the, the fiends red light stuff is that it's, 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 you're, you're, you're dumping that everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and as opposed to, uh, uh, an accent, 
Mm-hmm. Now, if they kept the basic lighting scheme as it was and just accented it, mm-hmm. so maybe the ring itself is uh, illuminated how it normally is, and whatever surrounding lights is that kind of orangey amber, mm-hmm. maybe that would work. Like something is a little in between what we've seen with the fiend, and still imbuing the the stylistic elements of Cross's entrance into the match itself beyond just the smoke. But you know, after a minute, that's all going to dissipate anyways. Um, I don't know. I understand yeah. your point in terms of making. Everything he does feel dramatic because everything he does is dramatic. And everything Scarlet is doing, you know, based on the small sample size, is dramatic. Yeah, yeah. So, but all in all, a really impressive uh, debut, mm-hmm. uh, at least in presentation. And obviously, they had him squash Leon Ruff in like you know moments, basically. What do you um, think the odds are that uh, Cross is the dude that attacked Finn Balor? That's going to be Cross's first real feud. Uh. Boy, I don't know. We'll have to power rank people who who who, who did you you think he's pretty high up on the power rank scale? I mean, I just thought about it watching uh it just occurred to me, not that Finn gave us necessarily any clues. Finn's a um, huge name. Mm-hmm. It's a big name to do that with. Mm-hmm. Uh maybe. Maybe I don't know. Um I mean there's uh, there's I think the thing is there's evidence there. Here's the th- here's the thing that I, I that I probably probably would suggest maybe not, and that's simply he had Cross had no bones about attacking publicly uh, the other big name in NXT, Champa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why would he be coy about it with attacking Finn Balor? Why would he not, you know, announce to the world, "Hey, I'm doing this"? Because he already did. No, that totally. With That's a fair point. It just you, yeah. you know, you, you got Finn who is seemingly not doing much right now. I, mean, I know he's going to have this little mini thing with Cameron Grimes. You have Finn do that. You have Cross do oh no three four weeks of squash matches. Do you think are they are they going to do a real thing? Like, are they going to have like a real match with him and Grimes next week? Grimes seems to want no. Did they already announce that? No, they didn't. But Grimes seems like he wants no part of it. That was one of the funniest bits. That was funny when Finn just kind of skulks out there. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Let's uh, kick this recap off, man. (laughs) Uh, We had Gargano. Hey, I got to grab some of my door. Can you start recapping this Gargano? Sure. So the show opened up with uh, Johnny Gargano versus. Yeah, that's right, Dominic Dijakovic. A uh, story early on is Johnny tries to use his quickness advantage. Uh, Dijak overpowers him, uh, checks him across the ring a couple times, gets him two counts. Uh, at one point, Johnny jumps off the top rope, sells knee, hits a few strikes, and chop blocks Dijak. So they've both got uh, potential knee issues. And so that's going on back and forth. Eventually, Candace comes down ringside. Uh, Dijak notices her and says, Yeah, if you get involved, it's going to be bad for you. <laughs> um, so Dijak sets up for a splash off the ropes. Um, and then Gargano dumps him out to the floor, follows a suicide dive, go to commercial, come back. Uh, Candice is trying to pull Johnny out of the ring. Dijak pulls him back towards the middle. Um, uh, Dijak uh, catches Johnny kind of mid-cross body. Uh, Johnny reverses that to a roll-up. Dijak kicks out, and Dijak goes for Feast Your Eyes, and it's like the laziest attempt because Johnny, I think, was supposed to avoid it, mm-hmm. block it, but this kind of ended up like Dijak did a, a one at half. He raised the knee up at half speed. Yeah. Johnny just kind of did this. Yeah. Like a cat playing with a ball of yarn. Yeah. Just kind of batted it away. And commentary tried to sell. It's like, oh, I guess Johnny avoided that. Um, he- <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, the funny thing about Dijak is that he's so much fun to watch in the ring, but his general presence feels lazy. But you can't pinpoint anything he does that is lazy. You know what I mean? His strikes don't seem uh, impactful. 
Yeah, although that one straight to the chest did. <laughs> that was, yeah. that a was lot of, rad. Not all the time, but a lot of time if he's just doing, you know, your standard square up forearms. Yeah. I mean, it looks like he's pulling up right at impact. This kind of yeah. looks like it. But I mean, like a dude that size, six seven, especially on the lankier side, that's gonna be kind of hard to to find the right balance between hitting somebody and hitting them and hard enough to make it look like you are hitting them. Yeah. Um Candace hops up on the ace and distract the ref, and Johnny's like, Oh, I'm gonna take the top turnbuckle cover off. Ref spots him. He goes to tie it back on. Johnny turns around to try to take advantage, walks right into a choke slam, he kicks out. So then Dijack goes up top. Johnny trips him up, tries for a sunset flip power bomb. Dijack uh, blocks it and then just flips out of it, uh, hits a super kick, tries for feast your eyes. Uh, uh, Johnny tries to untie the turnbuckle cover, so Dijack transitions to a power bomb. And as he hoists Johnny up, Johnny pulls the cover off the turnbuckle. He reverses the power bomb into a Rana. That sends Dijack into the exposed turnbuckle. Johnny files with a slingshot DDT for the win. Did you talk about Johnny's new music at all? No, I was not that keen on that. Um, I mean, it, it's, 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 it's heelish. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Your words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing. It's just, it's like the obvious heelish music. I kind of like how I, I kind of enjoy when like somebody's a bad guy, but they have like chipper music. They have like face music. No, they should then. They should take taken his Rebel Hearts song and just slowed it down to half speed. <laughs> do that. Can somebody please do that and let us take a look at what it looks this like? This Rebel Hearts. This Rebel Hearts. <laughs> 
and like have some distortion in there just randomly. That'd be good. Maybe Rob Zerver can take care of that for us. There you go. Uh, after after that, that, dude, how is Marcel Bartel not a megastar? This dude is tall, he's handsome, and he talks like he's so scary sometimes. They have him lose too much. That's part of it. <laughs> that, that is true. You can't lose too much. Can't lose too much. I agree. He's he's fantastic, man. Because you he's hear got him the whole talk. Package. You hear him talk. And then Eichner talks. And Eichner sort of just sounds like regular meathead guy. But Barcel's got or Bartel's got so much freaking charisma. It's I know, great. man. Imperium has proven we're the most dominant force in NXT. Alexander, Will, Fabian, Eichner, Bartel, and Walter. He talks oh, like no, a leader, so man. He's great. It's so good. He's yeah. so good. Uh, long story short, Eichner challenges uh, uh, Matt Riddle and uh, Timothy Thatcher to a tag title match uh, later on. Amps with that challenge. My camera does not want to start. My apologies. Let's try this again. There we are. We're back. I thought I had this problem solved. Um, after that, Akira Tozawa versus Jack Gallagher. Uh, those tattoos aren't working out too well for Jack Gallagher because he just he just takes losses, man. He just, he just eats losses. those losses. Hey, you know, good on him for not worrying about his booking and just forging forward with he's living, like, hey, living his living his best life, man. Maybe my leopard print tights, my half leopard print tights, will uh, will you know get some get some people to rally behind me. They'll, they'll take me more non-color safe red boots <laughs> and my that's gonna burn in on people paint. TVs. It'd be cooler if he had some more like I don't know. Like some cooler looking, like if he's gonna call his silly tattoos war paint, like don't go with tattoos, like go with some like real war paint, you know? Put some cool shit on your face or something. He should just come out. What was that brand? Ed Hardy, the old school <laughs> tattoo type stuff. Yeah, let's go all in. He's got the old school looking tattoos. Go all in on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just do totally, it, man. Anchors just and do stuff. it. Totally. Anyways, hey, here's our one. Uh, yeah, he won with uh, with top rope sent on. Uh, I think this match. Who did Gallagher face last week? It was it Phantasma? Yeah. Okay. Was it Phantasma? Gallagher. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That sounds right because it's B block. Yeah. And uh, and uh, Tazawa had less of a hard time with uh, Gallagher than than Phantasma did. Was it Phantasma or Phantasma take on? Uh, I'm checking. Phantasma took on Swerve. Never mind. Yeah. Hold on. Who's the other guy in uh, B block? Let's see the blocks here. So Tazawa, yeah, it was Phantasma. Was sorry, it? sorry, Gallagher and Phantasma. Yeah, they're all in the B block. Okay, B block and then Tazawa the week before Swerve. that was Phantasma Swerve. That sounds yeah. right because the first week the dudes tried to kidnap Phantasma. That was against Swerve. The second week they tried to kidnap. No, no, him. you got that backwards. It was Gallagher the first week, I believe, because he won that one, and then Swerve lost his first match against uh, Tazawa, and then he beat Phantasma last week. Swerved it. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. That sounds right then. I mean, I'm, you know, I, all my, all my, all my storage right here is, is, is all in Quizlemania stuff still. So it's totally, like slowly totally, you got to wait to expunge all that out before you can absorb very new, limited new information. Anyways, Jack Gallagher's probably not going to win a match in this tournament. Um, he's got a basket <laughs> swerve next week. <laughs> is Swerve is Swerve uh, Swerve is one and one. Nice is the mm-hmm. other two. Oh, and two guy. He's in a different block though. Yeah, and he's got a match against Kushida. Oh, he's losing that. One. Uh, yeah, he's losing that one. Yeah, he is. Uh, we had Kushida later on, but first we had Zaya Lee versus 
Chelsea Green from Robert Stone Brand, and Robert Stone Brand came out and uh, did a, dropped a promo to introduce Chelsea Green. Uh, she had the uh, like the half skirt thing that looked very uh, uh, like a bridal dress, like a wedding dress. If they don't pull the trigger on your idea of it not being a wedding that breaks her, but being dropped by Robert Stone Brand, oh, that's a million dollar idea. That's a great idea right there. Because I need, we need to see the the hot mess, dude. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, uh, to start the match, uh, Chelsea Green, she's wearing like you said that little velcroy half gown thing, half wedding dress thing. Yeah, she takes it off. It's like a it's like a cape, but for her hips. Yeah, she takes it off and she like throws it at Zia Lee and gives her a pump kick, but then Lee, uh, Lee gains the advantage following a back elbow. Aaliyah then uh, meanders out to ringside. She trips up Zia Lee. Chelsea Green can't take advantage. Uh, Aaliyah is on the apron. Lee kicks her off. Green follows with a, a I'm prettier. I'm prettier for the win. So Robert Stone Brand, uh, and then it's, it's, yes. it's insinuated that Robert Stone Brand might be offering another influencer brand sponsorship to Aaliyah, perhaps. I like that man. Build a build a Robert Stone stable. Brand stable. Yes. yes. Man, this is completely off topic. Mm. And I don't know if we were planning on talking about it on a news brief, but EC3 putting out a video hyping up FTR. Oh, man, that was great. Holy crap. EC3 looks like a million bucks these days, dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, if AEW doesn't bring him on to be with FTR as like some sort of invading force, holy crap. That would be amazing. What if he just did that for, for reps, man? He just wanted to try something out. Like, I'm just gonna try this. I like these guys. Oh, yeah. I think they're really good. I'm just gonna do it. It's like a shout out vid. Yeah, sure. Yeah. What if, hey, what if this? What if they ordered a cameo from him? There you go. He's like, <laughs> you know, I, I could just, you know, take this $100 and run and just do the bare minimum. But, uh, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really deliver. Yeah. That looked great, man. He oh looks my great. Gosh. He looks like, uh, John Bernthal in The Punisher. So another another tangent here. Uh, the, Rob Zura just sent us a message in mod chat. Apparently, Eric Young's first gimmick is the director. That's his new gimmick. Shut up. Where Impact? I don't know where, but I guess he did an interview with uh, is this Alicia? A toot. A toot. Yeah, I haven't watched it, but he, apparently that's going to be his gimmick, the director. For those of you unfamiliar with uh, Stephen Larson, Book Raw, that was his gimmick. He was an adult film director. He was an erotic film director. Wham. God dang. Maybe something in 10 years if we we Book Raw is like the most influential (laughs) or appearance-wise, not legitimately, but appearance-wise, like the most influential wrestling program of the last decade. Like suddenly Drew starts coming out with no pants on. (laughs) Like everything we booked actually comes to fruition, but by complete accident. And then they like hire some guy to be a raw gate mutant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, next, we had the Velveteen Dream, Dream promo. Gang, this kind of didn't seem terribly inspired. Maybe we're just projecting. Maybe we? we're projecting, but it kind of feels that way, right? Kind of feels that way. It does. He says time uh, has come for their moment for the uh, their next title match. It's no dream for you, Adam Cole. Hey, he's More good that, friends with uh, Leo Rush. Maybe he's just bummed out that Leo Rush got shown the exit door could be after that we see it's uh carrying cross's debut with scarlet uh we talked about that entrance it's 
fantastic. Go check it out. Uh, he has a match against Leon Ruff. Uh, it takes two Saito suplexes and then uh, puts Ruff in the cross jacket. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a rear naked choke, but he, he isolates the arm and puts that in her leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leon pretty much taps right away. Oh, yeah. After that, we had a Charlotte Eoshirai video package followed up by a Matt Riddle, Tim Thatcher interview. Uh, and uh, Riddle was not playing games this time, man. He said, no. it's unforgivable to interrupt the newly bro show, uh, but then to have the audacity to ask for a title match, he's game, but it's not up to him. It's up to Tim. What do you say? And then he says, you knock them out, I'll tap them out. And yeah, they just, they next just week. stared at each other. There's no talk of beautiful eyes, beautiful, beautiful faces. They're all business. Exactly. After that, we had Io Shirai versus Charlotte. Uh, again, I was kind of disappointed how this played out. Um, like, Io got offense in, but it never felt like at any point that she was on the verge of winning the match. Yeah. Uh, so this was like my um, – Io's injury while she was out for a little while was a knee thing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If this is a match that's not that consequential, don't have her do a moonsault. God, I feel like her knees. Oh, to the to ringside, landing on her feet. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel like anytime. And dude, I know, I understand. Like, hey, it's not. It's not. It's not my body. It's not my responsibility. She's a, an adult. She can do what she wants, right? But mm-hmm. good God, every time I see anybody do a moonsault from like the top to the freaking uh, ringside, Lord. yeah, I feel like their knees just are gonna explode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I really do. I don't know. That's just my two cents. What? A, nobody's going to listen to me, and that's fine. But it freaks me out, man. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. I don't so, even yeah. know. I've never even, like, when's the last time anybody's actually blown out their knees from moonsault? I don't know. I don't remember it happening. Maybe it doesn't. It's, yeah. I can't recall an instance, but Maybe I'm sure. these people are so well-trained that they're able to shift all the impact to, like, you know, the rollback. Yeah, but, the roll through. Yeah, yeah. Totally, God totally. dang, man. Maybe twenty, maybe twenty times a day before uh, they, when they're doing the warm ups, they just practice moonsaults landing on their feet. Yeah, all their could stabilizer be. muscles and their knees and ankles are just so dang strong. That could be. Maybe there's the no training. Maybe there's no impact whatsoever, no damage to the knee. But god dang, <laughs> looks like it. I wouldn't go that far, but uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, this match was okay. Again, it, it, you know, it's a typical Charlotte thing where her opponent isn't necessarily constantly uh, uh, on the defensive, but it doesn't seem like her opponent can muster enough consistent offense for stretches at a time where they could kind of take control of the match. Mm-hmm. That's kind of just how Charlotte's been booked for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So at one point, EO reverses a powerbomb into Rana. She sends Charlotte to the headfirst to the corner. Charlotte then rolls out of the ring. EO goes up top, tries to the moonsault. Charlotte gets out of the way. Uh, uh, a kendo stick materializes in her hand. She hit the X button ringside. Pulls it out from the apron. <laughs> and then pretty much as soon as, as EO lands feet first on the ground, Charlotte hits her with kendo stick. Ref calls for the bell DQ. Yeah. Charlotte starts going after EO's leg, uh, wraps it around the ring post, moves the ring step, setting up for a figure four around the ring post, Bret Hart style. Uh, Rhea Ripley comes out. Uh, she, you know, like uh, not to make the save for EO, but just to get a piece of Charlotte, drops her face first on the apron. Charlotte grabs her belt and leaves. And Rhea start the to walk up back towards the the ramp, and EO, sorry, Rhea gets in the ring, talks some trash to Charlotte. EO gets in, limps in, um, and uh, starts yelling at Rhea. And Rhea just says, "Hey, shut up! I, you know, hey, I helped you. Stop." So she leaves, 
And then EO kind of limps up the ramp, following her, just screaming at her. Mm, yeah. Selling a leg injury. So after that, we have a re-interview. She says, I'm sick of Charlotte. Yeah, sure, she won at Mania, but she liked to, she'd like to see her do it again. EO comes in, yelling at her some more <laughs> to interrupt the interview. They start shoving each other. Uh, they, they almost get into a hockey fight type thing. Refs come in and break it up. Carino came in there, man. Carino was ready to throw. He was like, so it's probably going to be a triple threat. A situation next week, maybe where Rhea and EO have a one on one match. Maybe Charlotte gets involved in that. I don't know. Stop a triple threat match. EO's going to lose in the end, anyways. Oh. It's disappointing. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe she'll win the title. Maybe she'll be the one to sneak away with it. I don't know. You know, like, they probably don't want her to leave. So maybe they're going to be like, hey, look. You get the title now, and they'll do like a triple threat thing where they all get the title. They're everybody's happy. You're happy. I'm happy. We're all happy. Eo's great. She's like one of my favorite wrestlers right now, dude. Mm-hmm. She you is know? great. I like. She is great. Yelling at people and stuff. But, it's great. Uh, you know. Anyway, we'll I'll take it week by week. We'll see what happens. Exactly. I, yeah. I just, I just have a bad feeling about it. That's all I got to say. Maybe you expressing this, and we'll talk about it a lot. We'll put it, out it there. won't happen. One can wish. Yeah. Next, Kushida versus Jake Atlas. wasn't a terribly long match, but it was fun. Uh, yeah, I like that handstand thing. That yeah. was rad. He did like what looked like it was going to be like a sunset flip, but he just like stopped. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and did handstand. a handstand. <laughs> and then Kushida kicked his arm. Yeah, like, that's some quick thinking right there. That's great. And I love when Kushida does that sent on off the top. We first saw him do it. Yeah, what, Wrestle Kingdom against that match against uh, Ticket Time Bomb? It's It looks so reckless. It's great. I know. It's just, I, I was know. like, oh, God. Yeah. You do, a fl- you do a flip in the air and then hit somebody butt first. Yeah. With, from that height, it's that amount of momentum. It just looks like it's completely dangerous, but it's so much fun to watch. It really is. I agree. Uh, there's this great bit where Kushida's on one side of the ring. I guess you'd say directly to the left of hard cam. Mm-hmm. And Jake Atlas is looking for a suicide dive. Kushida sees him coming, runs around the corner and then so jake changes direction and then like two steps bang suicide dive hits mm-hmm, it yeah uh he rolls kushida back in he gets on the apron goes for a springboard kushida catches him with an arm bar midair uh slaps it on sinks it in jack uh, jake has to tap mm-hmm. kushida wins so uh, this is now what one and one yeah yeah it was only a second match yeah okay and then kushida has an interview up at the top of the ramp um, you know, pretty much saying I'll be next cruiserweight champ, but time will tell. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had uh, Finn Balor goes to the podium because they're going to have a podium. Then don't give them a mic; they have to hold in their hand. That that kind of defeats the whole point of the podium. It's a little, uh, yeah. He's like hugged up with it a little bit. He just has to he has to lean it on it, and this makes his posture look bad. Yeah, it's a little uh, it's a little off. It's a little weird, huh? Either have a mic stand at the podium or don't do the podium. Yeah. He was uh, all over the place with the wrestling terms, too. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was like, he was like, I used to think the biggest snakes in this place were in the office, but now I'm not so sure. Wrestling 101. Attack the guy. Get the push. The big push. Music, lights, smoke, lasers, live sex show, Scarlet. Uh, but then the bell rings. I mean, hey, there's some evidence. Number one, that it's uh, that it's a uh, Scarlet and Cross because they had the big push. Music and check, it's... light check, smoke check, lasers. No, but everything else. Yeah, black and white. Uh, they switched the chroma to black and white. You yes. know, they, you know, the the only thing again is film nerd stuff. You put it to black and white, great. Yeah, crank up that contrast, man, because all those cool video vignettes they did, the contrast was cranked up. You crank mm-hmm. up that contrast, put in 24 frames, you got yourself a stew. He says, 
But then the bell rings. Now you're in the ring with the prince, and there's nowhere to hide. He's a patient man. But whoever attacked him, the push you're expecting, it won't be a push. It'll be a squash. Wow, this guy's wrestling terminology. Breaking kayfabe left and right, man. He should have used know, the word man. kayfabe. <laughs> Killing the business, man. Killing the business, Finn. Jim Cornette's probably going to talk all sorts of trash about this interview. All <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, yeah, then it was announced a uh, tag title match next week. Riddle and Thatcher versus Imperium. Then we get Cameron Grimes versus Denzel Desjardins. Uh, not much of a match. Grimes looks for a cave-in immediately. Uh, Denzel uh, evades that, hits a couple overhead belly to belly, but then caved, or Grimes just hits the cave-in anyways for the win. This next uh, part was great. It was pretty funny. So Grimes grabs the mic, says it's Grime time. Uh, he deserves better than this. Uh, he deserves more than what he has right now. And then he starts talking about what Finn just said on the podium. Um, he says, uh, you know, uh, someone beat me to that. He said, if someone, uh, uh, sorry, he says, someone beat Finn to me coming at Finn because Grimes would look him in the eyes, slap the taste of his mouth. And all the while, as soon as as soon as soon Grimes mentions Finn's name, it certainly looked like, so imagine here's the walkway. Yeah. I'm going to step, scoot my chair out of frame for a second. Okay, let's do it. This is what Finn does. So I heard Finn Balor talking about somebody, uh, uh, you know, somebody beat me to the to the to the punch with Finn Balor. I was going to beat him first, but they beat me to the punch. And if I see him, I'm going to step to him, and I'm going to I'm going to punch him in the face. And oh, <laughs> oh. go ahead, slap me. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I, I don't want any part of it. This reminded me so much of uh, high school when there's one dude who's about to whoop another guy because the other guy's been talking shit and the other guy's, hey man, it's okay. It's okay. That's happened in my art, cl- art class once. We were just sitting there like drawing our student, like you know, we had magazine reference and we all try to pick pictures of, of girls in bikinis and so we're all like drawing them and then we look over and uh, I don't know his last name. I'm not gonna, I wouldn't say it anyways, but uh, this name, dude named Chris, he was getting checked by uh, this other dude, Charles. <laughs> And, and he was like, "Hey, man, man, I didn't. I, no, I man, I didn't. I didn't mean anything, man. No, I don't. I don't want to do." It. And Charles was like, he slapped the shit out of him. <laughs> oh man! So Grimes was like trying to get out of this. Well, I like he said. He says, "I'm just trying to do something, man. <laughs> I'm just trying to do something." Oh, he just wanted to get a push. That's all he I wanted. Know. So the Grimes eventually does make a move after Finn's like, "Come on, go ahead, and slap me, slap me." Come on, slap me. No, I'm no. We'll, we'll do this later. <laughs> he said, I know. Let's so, do this later. Then Finn drops him with a double leg. It's a double stomp, sling blade. And then Grimes rolls out. Finn talks to camera, says there's a snake hiding in the tall grass back there. Mm-hmm. Backstage, says the best way to kill a snake is to chop off its head. Wow. Ouch. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, after that, we had uh, uh, Adam Cole Velveteen Dream video package, and then we had <laughs> we had Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole. I love that you noticed this. They piped in his boom, but not the baby. No, you do one, why not the other? The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. 
I mean, that's a good point. Maybe they were just like, oh, we can't go too much with this. That's Although a, I, The boom is all right, but the Bay Bay is a bridge too far. I guess so. I guess so. You didn't need, they didn't need to do the boom, man. They didn't need to do the boom. Because if you do the boom, you got to do the Bay Bay. You know, they just do, man. Go close up on them. And then us at home, we'll fill in the boom. Yeah. Because so I like do, we the all boom. do the boom. We all do the Bay Bay, too. Yeah. Oh, that was hilarious. That was funny. It's so was awkward. Funny. I mean, it's it's so funny, man. Like, I don't know. I, I know the WWE, they want to, like, keep their ratings up and stuff, but it just exposes how silly exposing the business, can man. be. They need to, I know. They need. They just need to completely, like, change the way they do literally everything until they can bring yeah. people in. Just make it like a soap opera, dude. They film soap operas, like, one a day. What the heck? They do. They do one a day. Every uh-huh. day. You got Actually, the, I think they do. I they do a lot of them in bulk. So I think they like do a them whole in bulk. Day yeah, I think they do them in because bulk. you know people take have to have time off. They can't go in every day. Film yeah, stuff like two exhausting. scenes per episode of like your storyline, and th- those scenes are like what maybe three minutes, three to five at minutes, most, at something most, like yeah. that. Usually, what they'll you know they might be EMI have five minutes of screen time throughout the whole show, but it's intercut with mm-hmm. others because they got this complex uh, fabric. Uh, of narrative that they have to, you know, continue week in and week out. I used to watch a lot of soap operas. Days of Our Lives, man. Yeah. Growing up, that was the one. The Brady family. Do you ever turn on now and see if any of the Uh, old standards are there? No, I I don't, but I was at the gym, like two or three months back, and it was on there. And sure enough, a lot of the same people are still on the show 35 years later. Making good money. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. It was Days of Our Lives when I was a kid, and then, you know, like in high school, after that, my mom used to watch Young and the Restless. I think a lot of the same people are on there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. So, I don't know. It was an all right match. Yeah. Uh, of course, Undisputed Era come down ringside. Uh, as they're about to reach the ringside area, Dexter Loomis crawls out from under the ring. Yeah, that was surprising. Uh, he brawls with Undisputed Era. The ref kind of pokes his head through the rope, says, hey, stop with all this. Uh, Roderick Strong runs towards Loomis. Loomis catapults him into the ref. Yeah. Ref bump. That was a fun. Right as, that was a fun bump, right? I did not see that, that was coming. Fun. Uh, Dream hits Purple Rainmaker, uh, but the ref's knocked out, so he's got cold pin for like eight seconds. Uh, eventually, though, uh, Dream does like a plancha. No, she does like a kind of like a, a, a splash off the top. Takes out Fish and Strong. He gets mm-hmm. back in the ring. Cole hits him with a super kick. Last shot. Ref comes to counts the pinfall. Yep. Yep. In terms of a, a finish for the match, like we've seen Gargano kick out of like 10 last shots. Yeah. Um, it Very rarely does one last shot do it. Mm-hmm. Usually has to be a last shot in conjunction with a Panama Sunrise. Maybe they try to say, well, super kick plus last shot can lead to victory. But, it, you know, just in terms of ending a match for the title, yeah. it's kind of underwhelming when it only takes one last shot. Yeah, I don't know what that means for Velveteen Dream. I mean, clearly, like you said, this was no takeover level match. And it wasn't even no. close to one. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. So you, you sort of made a face when I said, I don't know if the Dream Cold thing is going to keep going. It doesn't feel like it is, huh? Yeah, I don't know. So a lot of people are saying the boom is part of the song. The boom is in the song. There's a boom, but not. The, I don't think there's the boom because I have the song on my phone. And not, the version of my phone does not have the sound of four hundred people saying "boo." I've heard I know you, there's. I've I've boom. listened to this song a lot on my phone as well. And no, man, the boom is there, but it's the one vocalist saying "boom," 
It ain't the sound of 400, but this is way different. And this is the first time they've done it. We've seen Adam, we've seen Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era come out plenty of times, and they have not piped in a boom the way they piped it in this week. Yeah. That is way different. Yep. Yep. Thus concludes NXT. Question time. I'll hop on the Patreon if you want to be Sounds on Sounds good. Okay, Wolfpack for life, with Roman being erased from WWE and Charlotte reportedly getting low viewership ratings for NXT, could we see new forced face of the company wrestlers and who could it be? Well, a mystery person said that there's going to be a lot of changes coming up. So it's true. A lot more delegation of, uh, of, of creative. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't think so. I, I mean, it's Vince. Maybe he's over it. Maybe he actually learned something from the Roman thing or he's just too tired. Like Drew, they're, they're doing what they can with Drew at this point. But it seems like they're just letting Drew be Drew, and he's getting himself over as opposed to, hey, we're going to put the entire corporate machinery behind this guy and get him over. It's like, here, Drew, here's an opportunity. Do what you can with it. Yeah. And he is. Yeah. And there's no uh, evidence. If Look, if he gets stale, if people start not being into Drew, then we'll see what they do with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh, 182, thank you for the subscription. Uh, Adrian C., likewise, thank you very much. Speaking uh, of Adrian C., he's got a question here. What are you most upset about losing due to the pandemic? Suzuki versus Cassidy at Joey Janela's spring break or Balor versus Walter at TakeOver? So Suzuki Probably. versus Cassidy would have been good for a couple of lulls. Balor yeah. versus Walter at TakeOver could have been like a, ma- a match of the year potential yeah. quality. Yeah. Uh, Dominus gifted a tier one sub to the Chugs. <laughs> nice. Thanks, Dominus. Uh, what else do we got? Rich here? the Smash Bro. What do you see happening with Dexter Loomis in the next six months? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know what they're doing with him. No idea. I mean, Dream next week could come out and say, hey, I had that. Like, I don't need your help because it was the ref bump that led him to not get the title. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, he did try to help out with the Undisputed Era, although that always falls on deaf ears. Um, yeah. Loomis is a weird enough guy that him and the Dream could make for an interesting matchup. But if they do that, they're going to use Dream to get Loomis over, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what I would think. Yeah. Um, Hugh Long Heavy, the lyric video for Cross's entrance is just silly, though. Well, it just says follow pray a bunch of times. Follow, oh, pray, I don't follow, think it's pray. silly. I think it, it has like the lyrics to it in the background. Yeah, it didn't bother me at all. I was so wrapped up in everything else going on. What they noticed. should do, obviously, is do like karaoke lyrics at the bottom with like you got the bouncing pr- ball. On t- yeah, but it's like Scarlet's head. <laughs> fall in, pray, fall, fall in, pray. pray. <laughs> we didn't mention this during the, the, the recap of the entrance, but the vulture bit at the beginning where it's descending down mm-hmm. while Scarlet's staying there and almost for a while like she has the vulture's wings. It's really yeah. well done. It's cool, man. It's really neat. Uh, Rain Trigger. Who's the better bro, Matt Riddle or Zack Ryder? Uh, according to the Friendoverse, Riddle is beating Ryder 129 votes to 30. My personal preference is Matt Riddle, but I respect Same. the hell out of Zack Ryder. Same. He Same. made a decent Superman movie, so I can't be too mad at him. Uh, Red Enigma. I'm fine with the lip syncing, regardless, but that's just me. Again, it's like I don't, I don't, I don't dislike it. I could just go either way on it. Sure. If it, if, if 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 it's a means for her to keep the energy, then hell yes. I think for me, it's this. I appreciate the theatrics of it. Not really my thing. Yeah. 
the enforcer cross is looking like how do i'm about to exit quarantine like like a stud cross is looking like how i'm about to exit quarantine like like a stud is, is he getting jacked is enforcer getting jacked jack daddy could see him in uh, nxt taking on carrying cross uh let's see here uh let's see heel long heavy says i just don't get cross with his goofy faces and terrible skinny goatee that looks like a trucker <laughs> mustache sometimes Plus, everything about the cross jacket finisher is trash. <laughs> wow. So, I like Cross. I don't. I don't have. Well, we've seen him in in AAA. Mm-hmm. I think I appreciate the guy's journey. He seems like a cool guy. Um, does he have the thing that, like, for example, for me, Walter has the thing. You know what I mean? There are some guys who have the thing. And I think it's on an individual basis. But he might not necessarily have that thing for me. I think Scarlet does. I think Scarlet's got charisma, just insane Mm -hmm. levels of charisma. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, but I don't know. I I like Cross, so I want to see him do good. Yeah. Um, But does he have that next level thing like a Walter where you just like, oh, man, it's Walter. Maybe not, but not a lot of people. Part of do. part of Walter's mystique, though, is the idea that he legitimately, or it seems like, legitimately beats people up in the ring. Yeah, sure, yeah. That's part of his mystique, and I think Killer Cross does have some legit fight training. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he actually ever pursued it professionally or not, but he was one of the blood sports shows and stuff. Um, so I think to a certain degree, he has some legitimacy behind him. I think that's why he employs that submission mm-hmm. finish. Yeah. Um, whether he can develop to be the level of, of star that Walter is. Because st- Walter's got charisma, but man, he's damn good in the ring. I know. He's really good. And I know I know. Pe- some people are, I've heard this before, some people aren't really into Killer Cross's facials. His mannerisms, you know, yeah. His mannerisms and stuff. I think this gimmick, given what we've seen, it's not much, but given what we've seen, I think actually plays to that as a strength as opposed to a weakness. Yeah. Um, Cause everything is so stylized and dramatic. Yeah. 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 I'm look, man. Yeah. Everybody has their thing that they like. Um, I like so far what they've done with cross for what he is, uh, yeah. you know, but I mean, would I rather watch a Walter versus Tyler Bate match? Sure. Because I like like really good wrestling. Yeah. Joe Horace. Says, I just listened to Gargano's theme at half speed. No. All right. That's just an idea. Well, we'll we'll decide on that one. I want to maybe quarter know, speed. Maybe I quarter respect, speed. I respect Joe, but I want to pipe it in ourselves. Yeah, so maybe an know. overrun will do that or whatever we call uh, it. White Brownie says uh, Balor versus Grimes is next week confirmed. Okay, there you go. That was great. He said, <laughs> "I'm just trying to do something." That was good. <laughs> Zondo says that little goatee and buzz cut. EC3 has makes him look like that guy from the gym that gives you unhelpful, unsolicited advice. <laughs> no, man, I think he looks great. I really do. Man, remember how hopeful we were when they gave him that video package? It was like the featured oh, one so of good. the six call-ups. That was so good. It was so good. And then what did he do? He like he didn't he, like he had a match with Dean and Vince wasn't happy with the crowd response. Yep. Yep. Not a house show, I think. No flow Joe. Thank you for the sub. Um, Stevie Bradley says Larson FYI curbside pickup is available at Home Depot they deliver too guess what Enforcer this is staying oh that's right he's got heat with your light switch and guess what my light switch has heat with the Enforcer oh man wow 
That's staying. Wow. For now. Yowza. You keep this uh, Don, up. You keep this up. You might be able to to get some good money on our uh, friendo yard sale shop for that light switch. But just like long term booking. <laughs> uh, Dom L. Dominus, forgive me for not being terribly sympathetic over the possibility of Io Shirai losing one match when my favorite wrestler can't get one win. Period. So well, you right. chose like a, a good hand to be your favorite wrestler. You're not going to rack up a lot of W's, man. What was that? He, he he sent some picture, I think, of Kyrie Sane getting the pin on Ruby. Yeah, maybe. Or event. somebody else did. And there was no, it was Kyrie. Until Dom. It was it was Kyrie. No, no, I mean, I, it wasn't Dom that sent that picture. Oh. It was a different friendo and said, "Don't Oops, tell to be Dom." Supposed to, well, he just did then. He just did say something about it. Um, where was that on main event or something? What was that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're still doing main event. I had no idea. It seems completely superfluous at this point, doesn't it? Eric Young's first gimmick. Oh, his very. Oh, his first gimmick was the director. Oh, not his current gimmick. Okay. We'll have to go back and look at some uh, some old Eric Young. Although, yeah, man. no, I guess it was somebody else. Never mind. That Nash stuff was with uh, Alex Shelley, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Steele says, "Shameless pug, f- pug, plug for Thair Thabada's Twitch channel." There Thabata. There Thabata. Twitch Thabata. Uh, Cone Quest, should Loomis remain mute throughout NXT? A perfect example of someone being super effective while silent. Yeah, don't say a word. Don't oh, Loomis? Word. Yeah. I'm trying to think um, under, under what circumstance he should talk. Never. Mm-hmm. Uh, Electric Funk, hey, uh, would you fi- when you finish, would you consider raiding Adam Cole, who's streaming now, the Chugs? You want to go raid Adam Cole's channel? Oh, I'll rate. Yeah, we'll rate that. Absolutely. All right. Jonathan, a couple more uh, highlighted messages here. Jonathan Batista has the thing. I think he's talking about his hawk. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Batista does have the thing, though, man. He, he does. Definitely he totally has does. The thing. Uh, Zondo says uh, Cross looks like live action Nappa from Dragon Ball Z. That's a reference for the Frentos. I have no idea. I, I don't know anything Dragon Ball Z, so. Uh, Enforcer says, we have asked a lot of questions today about NXT, who attacked Finn, what's next for Loomis, perhaps we will solve solve the mystery tonight. <laughs> Glorious Broken Soundwave says, uh, just wondering, can you give my wife a happy birthday, Mrs. Gonzalez, and a too sweet. Happy birthday, Mrs. Gonzalez. Mrs. Gonzalez. Uh, heel long heavy Gargano should just steal Gargano or Champa's old theme silence. Uh, no, I still like the idea. Chorus of booze. I still like the idea of his uh, of his broken rebel heart or whatever. Quarter speed, maybe. I'm gonna try. Quarter speed. Uh, Dommy just says, "Good hand, good hand." Oh crap! And didn't Dominus like gift the sub to the Chugs from us or something like that? Yeah, man, you're out of line. Oh crap! Sorry, Dom. You're out of line. Where's that? Her figure is right there. I love Ruby Wright. I think she's fantastic. Really great wrestler. But so far, this isn't my opinion. This is fact, right? She's a good hand. She gets people over. Ricky Scurvy. So Candice LeRae is still one of the worst wrestlers of all time. Get out of here, Ricky. Oh, he wants to be. He wants to be uh, timed out. Cool. But will this heel gimmick get her to higher feats, or will she continue to be stuck off TV? I mean, she had, she had a, what a match last week. Mm-hmm. I think she's gonna be. I mean, they're making it a thing that her, her goal is to be women's champion, so they at least got. She's got to pursue that on television. Yeah, you'd think. Um, Arthur Snuka, 
Who will be the first to utilize the bring a gun to the ring storyline, AEW or NXT? Probably neither of them. Yeah, I don't see TNT or USA or Fox being cool with any of that. No. Uh, last one here, Red Enigma. As someone who's familiar with Dragon Ball Z, I kind of see why that would be said, but I don't see it. Yeah, I just I looked at anything it. anything about it. He's like way too buff. The Dragon oh, Ball okay. Z guy is way too buff. But All right, fair enough. Teach them. All right, you want to go right down Cole's channel? Yeah, yeah. And then we'll break to get this up, and then we'll come back for pin, loser draw. Correct. For, uh, for the for Friendo Club TV. Yep. Okay, here we go. Raid channel. Um, there's the chugs. And, uh, hey, give Adam our love, man. All right. There you go. Here we go. Start raid. It says 38 viewers are ready to raid. Four, 55, 66, 74, 84, 85, 84. <laughs> raid now. Here we go. All right, everybody. Go. Thanks for watching. Till next time. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.